Hi, my name is Maurice Bernard, and this is State of Mind. You may know me from my role on General Hospital, but what you might not know is that I've been a proud mental health advocate for over 30 years. State of Mind is a show where I speak about my mental health, my life with bipolar, anxiety, depression, and have guests who share about their life and their mental health. I hope that by listening, you can be inspired, learn about mental illness, and ways to have a healthy state of mind. Okay, uh, so th- this is state of mind. Uh, I have Perry Shane today. Perry Shane is on General Hospital. Um, I think he's underrated as an actor. And I think I know why. I think because he's very subtle. But it's my kind of acting that I love. And I, and I remember watching him do a scene. And I said, damn. This guy's deep and subtle and good. And, and I just, I, that's what I feel. Maybe he's not old. Maybe everybody thinks he's as great as I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> First time I've heard this. <laughs> so um, he's here, and he's the, I think, in four hatchet movies is the only, <laughs> the only actor that's done for him. We're going to get into this hatchet movie because I'm not, you know. I'm uh, surprised that's even on your radar. Wow. Oh, man. I, I like, you know, I, I get into the weird stuff. Right. <laughs> um. So here he is, Perry Shane. How you doing, bro? I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for having me. Mm. So you play Brad. Right. On the hit show, General mm-hmm. Hospital. How was playing Brad? It's been great, um, unexpected. Yeah. Uh, when I first got the audition, I remember telling my wife, "Going, I'm auditioning for General Hospital," and I never auditioned for a soap opera. I didn't know anybody who was on a soap opera. You know, in my yeah. personal, because I had a lot of Asian American actor friends. Yeah. Nobody. Uh, so I was like. Which was kind of great because I kind of went in with it like no expectations at all. Instead of like. Something where you go into a pilot and you're like, oh my gosh, this could be it. You yeah. know, I'm, I might get this. And then you get all that stuff goes in and the work gets in the way of the work, right? Right. So I kind of went in there like, all right, here we go. And I see all these guys, like gorgeous, good looking Asian men. And I've seen them all in like magazines. They're all like no. a foot taller than me. And I'm like, wow, okay. I All I have to offer is I got to out-act all these bastards. <laughs> you know, that's, yes. that's the only thing I that's can do. That's all you got. That's all I got. And so I just like, let, let me just let her rip. And um, and I guess that was different enough from what they were seeing because I was really the only one that was kind of like my height. I, I, literally, everybody was taller than me. And I'm like, <laughs> just laughing. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on here? That's amazing. Yeah, so so the, your character's gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my first job my first play i my character was gay i don't have a i was great with that i'm right I'm ab- but that time there was yeah, a yeah. stigma this uh-huh. was like 30 years ago yeah and they're like what are you doing yeah 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 what's mm-hmm. up and i said i don't care i'm an actor mm-hmm. yeah i play anything right the only thing i was nervous about is before the kiss i had to do three page monologue mm-hmm. in front of like high school kids mm. right Ooh. right yeah 
That's what I was more right. nervous about. Yeah. But I think it's a great uh it's great that they do that. And and General Hospital has a um they do great with stigmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean I'm as you know, bipolar and my characters twenty nine years ago mm-hmm. he started he was bipolar. Yeah. So I want Brad to be my son now because Michael is you know, Michael's a, he hates me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I don't I mean Yeah. But he wants to take me down. Right. So maybe Brad could but I love working with uh Lydia. Oh, she's great. Yeah, yeah. She we actually worked together a long time ago. Um on Spider-Man 2. No. We we came in um, to do, they, there's like this Chinatown scene and they needed um, the people to do like the background, like voices to like to fill in the Chinese voices. Yeah. In Spider-Man 2, in the Chinatown scene, Lydia is all the female Chinese voices. I am all the male Chinese voices being like old, young, middle-aged, whatever. So like, yeah. Cause like, what, what were you saying? Like, 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 um, like, Peddling food, I'd be like, "Hagao, siomai," like which means, "Dad, where are we going?" And and Lydia would interact with me. So they just needed some like some life in the background, you know, for that scene. And and because that voiceover world is so small, they usually recycle the same people. But like because we were specialized, that we they needed Cantonese speakers, they brought us. And so that's I mean I knew also knew Lydia, but I mean that was the first time of us working together. So that was uh, like voiceover. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, I just did voiceover for, I won't say, a big, I did two big things. Yeah. I just wasn't happy in the movie. Oh, really? Oh, man. Why? I mean, you maybe can't say much. Is it, no, it I can say why. Okay. Because I'm not saying what it was. Right, yeah. Probably one of the biggest things out there. Yeah. Uh, they called me, I did one. And it was cool. Yeah. And I, you know, I think I'm all right doing it good. Uh, so they called me for like a bigger thing. Right. Like five shows or six. Yeah, yeah. I just, there's a, there's a technique to that. This. It's not easy. Yeah. Harry. I know. Yeah. And I don't care how good of an actor you are. When you have to match up mouths and the the feeling right of somebody else's yes setup yeah 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 uh not easy but there's different types of voiceovers cuz I cuz I I do a lot now and I've done that and I did tell my agent I'm like I'm not a fan of this style of dubbing like a foreign film or whatever That's right yeah cuz it's like what why don't you like it because it's someone else's performance, you know, that, that I have to like try to sync up with. Same with video games when they have stunt guys and I got to match their justification of them pointing to someone like this. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am yeah. I going to make that dialogue work when he's constantly doing that? So that's why I like it when I'm mo-capped and I've got the dots on me so I can actually, it's off of my Absolutely. whole thing. So when you do that, that is, if you ever experienced that, that is amazing. That's actually my favorite type of acting because it matches it's it's got the best of every world right you've got um you don't have to wear makeup right right 
you it's like a stage because you've got everyone with yeah, you. That's cool. But you can do it over and over again like a film, right? Because because right. you can take it over because it's not live. You don't. You can. Um, and the best part for me is that I'm not limited to what this looks like. Yeah. Right. They can make me like in one of the video games. I played the main bad guy in live action. That's not happening. No, you know, I'm too boy next door looking, but here they just made me like six foot seven. I just got to put on the voice and like all of a sudden you're like a dude. You're like a, a, like a pro voiceover guy. Yeah. I've been doing for, for, and you got a studio in your room in your house. Yeah. My house. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so I actually, I actually love it a lot because it opens up a whole new world of stuff that I am not able to be brought in for in live action, you know? So, so what is that? Wow. I didn't, that's amazing that you're, because yeah. here I am doing two and I'm like, right. I'm but you know, I, I, I get it because when I first started out, cause, uh, but we talked about this, that we come from the same acting studio, oh. Howard Fine. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's why maybe you, you've caught some of the, whatever yeah. subtlety stuff that I do. Yeah. And, I remember when I yes. first taking started taking voiceover classes to learn like the, the little bit of technique because the acting is the same. The breaking down the script is all the same, but the technique is like so. Like I I voiced this character, and then I wanted to give a beat because I'm like he's this character's processing, and then the teacher stopped me. She says, "Okay, just picture with animation. Every time you take a little pause, that little mouth." Is like this, mm. and the audience are like, "Why is this character right?" So you got to find a way to just a little bit find a way to justify you processing that beat, but without you not saying anything. So that all of a sudden clicks something with me. I'm like, "Okay, okay. the acting is the same, but like the technique is just you got to tweak it a little bit." Um, and then once I got, I got into that, it became a lot more fun for me. Yeah, because you know there was times when. They were on it though. They were good. Yeah. But they weren't very nice to me. Right. Not, yeah. You know, I'm not. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, Mm-mm. and the, and they would say, uh, you were not breathing when you said it. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Oh man. And they're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how precise it is. They can hear it. Like if you're like, could you smile when you say that? Right. Like, right. Right. Because right? and it makes a difference. Yeah. Little bit of. Uh, I don't yeah. know, man, but my last day, I told I told people, I left and I cried because I was so happy that it was over. Right, yeah. Because it, it was just hard. Because something new, right? At that, yeah, some, I've never done it. Something Harry. that you thought that yeah. you knew. Yeah, that right? I thought, of, yeah, I'll go in there. And, no, it's not easy. Right. And, the, and, and they're probably a lot like you where you've been doing it for so long. They're pros at it. Right, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't a pro. Right, yeah. They just probably like the tone of my voice. Right, yeah. But... That's not enough. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's like with anything. Like when I first got on GH, I had been acting for 16 years. I thought I had seen it all. I've kind of done a little bit of like small movies, big movies, TV shows, whatever. And then I got on GH and I was like, all of a sudden what I kicked my ass out of complacency because I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Which yeah. was exciting, but scary at the same time, yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, Film actors and stuff that come in and th- their eyes get big, man. Yeah. Because they're like, can we do uh, that again? No. It's <laughs> already yeah. we're into the next set. Yeah. 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 And for us, it's, it's you know, it's easy. You it's, know, we've been doing it for Yeah. Time. But I will say this, the difference, because I couldn't get arrested for like 20 years, uh, or like more like 25 years. And then the last five years, I've done a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And hey, Matt, that other stuff's not easy. 
Yeah. Because it's very smaller, mm -hmm. and you got to do it so many times. Yeah. That, w or I should say, I'm so used to 29 years on a soap opera to do it one take and get the hell out. I'm happy with that. Right, right. Now when you got to do it his version, their version, everybody else's version. I know. 20 take. I know. My, my, I, I, I was recurring on uh, NCIS and I'm um, going back and forth from GH and my endurance for that kind of stuff was like lowered because I'm like after five, four hours of doing the same scene, I'm like, we got this, man. I Come know, on. man. Isn't that the, like, you just sit there bored. I hate people. Right, yeah. And the worst thing is when you're, like, you're in your trailer and you're sleeping and you hear, they're ready for you. Right. <laughs> you're like, Come on. And when I did John Gotti, I haven't really talked about this. I mean, in my book. I don't know if you saw my book. Here you go. Okay, there you go. You don't have to see. Um, <laughs> the, the executive producer just, Hated me mm. and made it known. Wow. So I'm having to play this big f figure, John Gotti, mm -hmm. and the pressure was enormous. Yeah. So what I did, coming from Howard Fine, yeah. I became John Gotti at all, all the time I was on the set. Mm. So when I would look at her, mm hmm. And then that helped me. Otherwise, yeah. I was done. I right, could, I, right. I, I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It was that difficult. Uh, where'd you grow up? You grew up? I grew up in Queens, New York. How was that, man? Yeah. It was a city kid, you know? Um, very self-sufficient at a young age, taking the bus by myself. Stuff that I would never <laughs> let my kids do by themselves. Take the subway to high school. Um you know, had some rough characters, but I mean, it was life. But you can't do that now. Now is a whole yeah, scary. it's scary. Yeah, yeah. So, Queens, New York. Have I been? Probably been there, but just on vacation. And how was it growing up? Let's talk about some mental. Do you? Do you? I mean, you don't have to, but maybe you don't. Some people don't have anything to do with mental health. Right. How was it in your culture with mental health? Definitely, it's it's a uh, something you don't talk about. Man. something you hide you know yeah. and it's uh yeah it's it's i talked to lydia about that okay yes yeah 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 i, I, I saw the show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's very similar every you know what what she had touched upon where it's, it's, it's kind of a shame thing you know and you kind of like kind of keep that person yeah. away from the rest of the family members and just kind of sweep it under the rug still you think yeah it's yeah. yeah unfortunately you know Wow, I don't know. That has to end. Yeah, I mean, it's there's so much more awareness now that yes. I think that, like my kids, are very clued into that now. Yeah. Almost probably too much on the other side where everything did they, they automatically diagnose like something is you know I was like okay well, let's you, just you, let's just hold up relax, you know relax. yeah I get it and I'm glad that you're sensitive to that fact but you know. I'm I'm still a little bit of old school where it's kind of like okay let's it could be I don't want to also um, like um, enable enable yes, it yes you know by by but I'd say it's a touchy you know. thing to to I mean is that anxiety or is it not anxiety absolutely or yeah is it depression yeah. yeah yeah it's 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 very touchy but I, I mean I I just uh, somebody wrote me and, and said to watch 60 Minutes, 
on mental health, kids with mental health, and the amount of suicides. My goal soon is to just do state of mind. I still have actors and all that, but I want to do doctors and kids. Right. And because these kids, I know what happened to me, mm-hmm. but I'm an adult during right. COVID. Yeah. Four months to get help and almost four months too, too late. Okay. But these kids now, two years later, because people think the pandemic's over, but it, it's two years after now. Right. The effects may be hitting a lot of them. Yeah. They can't get help. Yeah. It takes four months. Yeah. And, or sometimes a year to see a psychiatrist. Yeah. And I tell, I tell people, I say, how long does it take to take your life? Mm-hmm. Right. Boom. Yeah. And you're wait, making these kids wait four months. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's unfortunate because my uh, wife is a, is a school teacher, uh, so I know a lot of her friends and the people who are in the education system. And a lot of it was almost like you know how the arts used to be cut because of like okay we don't really yeah. see yeah. see a value in that. Yeah. And with with the the school psychologist, it was the same thing. Like okay, we'll only have he or she to come in for like two hours a day, and that's kind of what it still is. And it's like it's it's. I think they're starting to realize that COVID has affected and they, they need that person there and they got to find the money to pull from somewhere yes. um, to get them there longer, you know? Because COVID, like I say, it's like you couldn't run, you couldn't hide, you couldn't run. Yeah. And can you imagine the first time people go through something? Yeah. I mean, I've been through everything, but you're during COVID, you're feeling these things. And it's like, what? The- mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, it's a it's a calling, and I'm gonna do it. Um, it's it's so important, especially for kids, man. Yeah, it hurts me. Yeah, it hurts me. Um, you did something with your wife. No, <laughs> <laughs> we were young. We needed the money. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? What's going? Where are you getting the? <laughs> that was good. Uh, no, it, it, you were taking pictures, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why, but I want your story, and then I'm going to give you my story. Okay. Uh, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary in August, and we just happened to have her school uh, event, her, her benefit dinner, at the same place that we got married in Camarillo. And so we're like, oh, wow, we haven't been there you know, for, for the, since we got married. So I said, we have these wedding photos. I'm like... Try to recreate some of the the photos and and in the same places. So yeah, I love that man. <laughs> I love that because it's, it's, it's a similar thing happened to me. But it was uh, I was doing an interview with someone, and she she said it was a 10, 10 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. She goes, "You should have a surprise wedding," and I said, "I'm not good at that." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she said, no, no, my husband did it for me. Right. It was Jane Carl, actually, from Entertainment Tonight. Okay. And I said, no, no, Jane, I can't. I said, I can't do it. She goes, no, you got to. I said, all right. So I make a long story short. I did it, right? Right. Planned it all. uh, And I had tickets for my family to come out. And I, the, the wedding was going to be at my house. And my, my family, they sent the tickets to my house. And my wife saw the tickets. 
So uh-huh. I lied through my teeth, man. I said, uh-huh. Paula, the, the, you know, this, that's, we're going to Ricky Martin's island. That's what I said. <laughs> I said, we're all going to Ricky Martin. Right. That was a, the secret. Okay, yeah, yeah. So now you know. Right. And then a couple of nights later, we were in a hotel. She thought we were leaving the Ricky Martin's island. I got on my knees and I posed to her. Oh, that's great. And we came. She goes, what am I going to wear? I said, the same wedding dress you were supposed to wear. Because right. we didn't have a, a wedding yeah. before uh-huh. that we wanted. So she put on the wedding dress, came to the house, and we got married. Out in the, and it was just oh, all that stuff, easy. you know, it's important, man. Yeah. For the wives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, where'd you meet your... We uh, were... Uh, we worked at a boarding school in Ojai, California, so like an hour and a half north of here. And uh, yeah, I was I was in charge of the boys' dorm. She was in charge of the girls' dorm. No, we were parents to like eighty teenagers, um, and that's what we did. We just we just basically our job started at like three o'clock when they got out of school. We kind of like made sure they did their homework, did their activities, and at night did their homework. And then on weekends, we took them on trips. And yeah, so it was, it was, it was great because during that time from the morning till three, that's when I drove to LA and did my auditions, try to get an agent, all that kind of stuff. And then had this 123 acre, you know, compound and with like hanging out with the kids, wow. no stress, no bills to pay. Cause all the room and board was covered. You got a salary benefits. So it was like, it's a great way to save money and not have the stress of having to like hustle while you're trying to like do an acting gig, you know, trying to trying yeah. to get, trying to get your your footing. And my wife, um, she got her credentials during the daytime and 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 stuff like that. So, but what yeah. you that's where you met her. That's where we met. Yeah, yeah. And when you first met her, what was she? Did she kind of like you or not like you or how was that? That was yeah. I I kind of saw her. And I was like, oh wow. You see the new new, new <laughs> the new coworker that we got, and uh, she we became really good friends because we had the very same sensibilities, uh, sense, same sense of humor. Uh, but she never kind of like saw me that way. And then oh, she, you were like the in the friend zone. Yeah, I was in the friend zone, and she would like tell her friends like, oh, "Why can't I find a guy as cool as Perry?" And oh, like, yeah, that's <laughs> always the thing. And they're all like, well, "Then why don't you go out with Perry?" You know, and and uh, so. And then ultimately, after like three years of there, us working there, I finally just like poured everything how I felt to her in this no. letter. In this letter, like four pages back and front, so like eight pages. And we're hanging out, we're watching TV, and then I'm like, "Wait, for, so now you're like, fr- like just buddies? We're just buddies. We're just and buddies." So you wrote this thing to her, yeah, and she read it. Well, first I said, um. I said I I gave her this I was going away for the weekend because I was like in a theater company so like the weekend sometimes I would I would go out of town I'm like we were watching TV because that what we do when the kids go to sleep we just watch TV hang out and I said here um, I got this letter uh, don't read it right now I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna get out of here and I'll see you and, and and she's like okay she's all confused and then she's read it and me professing my love to her no yeah how many pages it's eight eight pages yeah. Four pages. Eight? Yeah, four pages front and back. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of Okay, wait, wait, wait. This is that. amazing. <laughs> so you said read this, you left. I left because it's yeah. How long did you before you came back to her? Um, well then she she then she actually called me like a half hour immediately. And so like, um, I don't know how to I don't know how to process this. 
you know, I, I, you're my buddy and I love you. And, but like, uh, I, and so she was, she just couldn't see herself in that space. And so I'm like, bored my heart. Oh no. <laughs> so now you're, you're thinking of being rejected. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I was like, she, she wasn't, um, so then, okay. So then the kids have a uh, winter break. So that means we're off. So I'm going back to New York. I said, you know what? I'm sorry. Let's just go back to the way things were. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, come out with me to, to New York, hang out, you know, I'll show you the city, all that kind of stuff, all my old stomping grounds. And I think once we were out of like that environment of the work environment and we were just us, just us, no kids, 80 teenagers, you know, talking and be like, Mr. Shen, I'm checking out, right, going to right, this place, right. you know, uh, I think that's, that's when it turned. That's when it's kind of, I, I kind of joke and be like, yeah, I got her on my, my ground, my turf. <laughs> she, oh, has, oh, yeah. she didn't have a chance, but like so she, she basically then started coming around because it became like this one week long, like date, basically, you know, showing her all of New York. So at the end of the week, yeah, she, you were charming. I, yeah. What's her name? What's her name? Kim. Hey, Kim. <laughs> Perry's here. Yeah. It's more of that pizza in White Castle if you're interested. <laughs> so then when was, when did it click over? It was, it honestly, it was that quick after that trip, that New York trip. So she, she, she said to you, Perry, I think. I like you now. Right. And yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Not in those exact words <laughs> as eloquently. But well, you said. hadn't kissed her yet. It happened during New York, like the uh, very last day before we're going back. Yeah. yeah you were so happy. <laughs> it was because I honestly was ready to be friends again. And I thought that that trip would kind of be like the nice reset. I wasn't expecting to, to woo her in New York. Wow. So by the time then we went, came back to work at the school after the holiday break. Did they all, everybody know you guys are no. to get, oh, nobody you kept knows. that? We kept it a secret. For yeah. how long? Holiday. Yeah, the whole time we were, nobody knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we worked there for like one more year after. Damn. And nobody, <laughs> this one time though, cause we're in separate dorms, right? Right. And so one time she would, she'd be, we'd be hanging out in my room but she's in the boys' dorm, right? And and that's <clears throat> she's not supposed to be there, really. Right. right. But then uh, one time we kind of like we fell asleep, and then we woke up, and like the kids are going to school. It's hustle and bustle. They're all around. Like there's no way for her to get out. So there's this. I had back then. There's there was payphones. So the kid was outside on the payphone pay outside. Phone. Right. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's not leaving. He's on his phone forever. And so what I did is like. I pretended that I was moving this huge mattress. Yeah. I moved this mattress out, covered him up, and she snuck out behind the, the mattress. I did like a magic trick, basically. Oh, yeah. my, that's <laughs> funny, man. Yeah, so that's I, how I snuck her out because the, the stairs are right there. So yeah, I put So after out. that, then you guys were, that was it. Yeah, then then I, I got, I bought a place, and then we moved out together because by that time she had her cre teaching credential. She didn't really need that job anymore, um, and I had an agent. I was... I was actually doing a lot of acting jobs while working at the schools and then it was, it was becoming a problem scheduling wise. Yeah. So I was like ready to go acting full time. So you've been acting full time for how long? Oh, since I would say 2002. Are you? 2002? You've been making a living? Yeah. At acting since 2002? Yeah. Not too many people can say that, brother. Yeah, no, I've been pretty wow. fortunate to 
Yeah, it's, I mean, some, congratulations. Sometimes it's been hard, but you know, I, oh, of course, but still, know. that you haven't had to work another job. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. See, I told you you were good. <laughs> now, Howard, let's just talk a little bit about Howard. How'd you, Howard is a, he's kind of a, what is that, savant? Uh huh. Right, right, right. He's kind of yeah. a genius. In, yeah. in, in that acting. Yeah. Uh, the way he teaches and everything. Um, what was your experience with him? How long did you study with him? I studied in the studio. I would say I was studied with Howard just one year, but then I stayed with the studio and I studied under his other teacher, Heidi Helen Davis, for another three. So I was, you know, and and she, you wow. know, you know, follows. You know, they're all on the same page. So basically, so it's like Howard's philosophies and Uta Hagen and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So for about four years. Yeah. yeah, he's a, uh, you know, what happened with me with Howard, I was, he called me arrogantly ignorant because one week I'd be like the greatest actor. Yeah. The next week I'd suck. Uh-huh. One week I'd be the great or two, three weeks straight I'm great. Right. One week I'd suck. I didn't really learn technique. That's where he said I was, you know, right. arrogantly like I don't. What year was this? Oh my God, that was uh, probably thirty years ago. Okay. And but he liked me, you know, yeah. a lot. And I kept going in there. And then uh, one time I did a scene, and I, the scene I decided to cry or something yeah. stupid at the beginning of the scene. I stopped it. I said, Maurice. That was the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. This is from all the teachers, all the kids, kids, all the actors. And I said, uh, he goes, okay, so what I'm going to do now, I am going to kick you out of class. Can't come back to class. Wow. Okay. God, this, the stuff that I went through. And I said, uh, okay. So I, he goes, but just, I want to talk to you after class. All right. So class ends, everybody leaves. And I, I feel like an embarrassed person. Right. So he sits me down. He goes, Maurice, everybody knows your talent is way up here. You, your technique is horrendous. You have no technique. Okay? I got jobs. But I did play Desi Arnaz. And it, you know, it doesn't matter. Cause <laughs> and he goes, you want to be Rob De Niro? You want to be Meryl Streep? You, wanna, you have to have technique. I believe in your talent. I know you have no money. I was broke. I will teach you privately for free. And then you pay me back like you want. Wow. So I kept going to him every week with a tape recorder. I'm going to cry right now. With a tape recorder. And he had me work on this thing called Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. And so I kept going in there and doing it, kept going in there and doing it. And, and I wasn't working, you know. So I had a beard and shit. Right. And I was like, you know. And so finally, the last time I went in, I had this beard. And, he, and 
I did it. And he goes, you're done. You don't need me anymore. I said, all right. He goes, you go on. And I said, but you know I'm bipolar, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, you know, Danny, you know, people who, Danny wants to kill himself. I feel like killing myself because he taught me how to be the method, right? Right, right. He goes, oh, let's do a comedy and then you're done. <laughs> so that's what we did. And wow. I finished. And then I got GH about six months later and okay. gave him his check. Right. Wow. You had a totally different experience from me. From I mean, it sounded like he, a, he needed to tailor it to yes. you, to the person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He knew what you needed, and it wasn't that <clears throat> format, you know, of having, you know. He just, he just yeah. hated that I couldn't learn the technique, mm -hmm. the beats, and I think it pissed him off, basically. Right, yeah. But he believed in me. Right. So he did that for me, and I'll never forget it. And um, now I know why you're right, why I like what you do. Because it's the same. Now, I'm a member of the actor Studio. Mm -hmm. And it's a similar technique. Howard's is similar to the method. Right, yeah. But I think Howard's is like the method adapted to TV, film and TV. Mm -hmm. Right. Where the actor Studio, you know, it's kind of old school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, wow. What else? Oh, that's crazy. What else can we talk about? Uh, I got... Can we talk about this Hatchet movie? Because I'm is it called Hatchet? Hatchet, yeah, it's a Hatchet. What franchise. the hell is Hatchet? Hatchet is a uh, this guy who was deformed kind of when he came out as a child, and all the kids made fun of him. Uh, his name is Victor Crowley, and then he was uh, at home one time alone, and the kids, the local kids, were very cruel, kind of scaring him throwing firecrackers and, and, and like freaking mount and he's by himself and one of the firecrackers catches fire to the home. This is like his wooden shed in, in, in the bayou and his dad comes back and sees that, you know, his, his kid is screaming in there. He gets a hatchet to try to like break open the door but he doesn't know that his kid's face is pressed up against the door and he actually accidentally kills his son. So there's like a huge scar and he and he, and, and he kid dies and the father dies of a broken heart and but then things start happening in the swamp of people disappearing and there's just there's stories of this big guy with a slashed face yelling looking for his daddy yelling daddy and that's when you know shit's about to happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just in a you know he's his his soul is in unrest so that's that's where the the, the legend comes from and so in the first movie i the, the swamp is shut down. You're not down. the hatchet boy. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not the hatchet boy. I'm, I'm this tour guide that takes all these people for, for these like swamp tours, and I take, uh, I, I take a, a legal route through when you know stuff is like sketchy stuff is happening. But I'm like, you know, I want to make some money, so I take all these innocent bystanders to this. I'm like, and I've got this Louisiana. Bayou accent. I'm like, hey, y'all try the crawfish? That's Victor Crowley's house over there. Some people say he's still crying for his daddy. And then, like, people are like... That's the best. But the best thing is that they... they It's it's all an act. Like, when things start, like, hitting the fan and people start dying, 
you realize that that's even an act. And he has this, he has this Asian accent. And he's like, oh, you know, I just got this job here. I'm, I just wanted to make some money. And then when things really go bad, I drop that accent. And I'm like, hey, guys, I don't know what is going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's like a horror comedy. And it's uh, a successful, it was successful. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one, so I, I mean, it's been out for a while now. So like the first one, I, I die. So like the ongoing gag is that I come back as, as somebody else in each movie. So oh, in the second one, I die. And the third one, I come back as someone else. Um, uh, uh, you know, so yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so. And you're the only one that's done four. I'm the only one that's done all four besides the guy who plays Victor Crowley, which is um, Kane Hodder, who also played Jason in the Friday the 13th. Oh really? Yeah. So me and him were there. And where do you you could see this on like TV and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Hatchet Two I think is streaming on on Prime right now, Amazon. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, yeah, we've done four of them. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah, man. I mean that's a cool thing to be able to do four of the, of the same movie. Yeah, yeah. And each one happens. So each movie takes place the second the last one leaves off. Right. Yeah. So like it, it's basically like the first three movies are like three consecutive days. Okay. Man. And then the fourth one we shot literally like 10 years after the first one. And so by that time, I'm like the only survivor because everyone has died off and I'm still there. <clears throat> so like. And what's your accent at the last? Just straight. Just me. But the thing is that he, he, um, he's, he's the only survivor and he's write, written a book say, and it's titled I Survivor. And he's trying to make money off of, you know, like I'm the only one who survived. And like people who read the book, because the director actually wrote a real book. Oh, he did? Yeah. So it's not just a prop. And he's like, and it's like all these like things that he's basically, anyone who's seen the movie know that he's lying. He's taking liberties about some things that he did. Uh, uh, so people who have fun having that element. And, uh, but like everybody thinks that he, since he survived, that he's the murderer. It becomes like an OJ Simpson situation where you're like, how did, how you were the only one? There's like, 50 murders. How are the, you're five foot seven. How are you the only one who conveniently survives? Right, right. There's like a whole bunch of people who think I'm, I'm the murderer. So like the fourth movie, we go back to the swamp because it's like the 10 year anniversary that they're shooting, you know, of, of all the killings and uh, of the murders. And so they're going to have five. There's yeah. Oh, being, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you lucked out in this thing. This franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you may be the only actor that's done five in the same movie. I mean, there's not many actors. Right, yeah, yeah. That I can, I mean, maybe, well, Jason's done a ton, right? But it's, it's the same it's, actor. It's not the same actor, yeah, See yeah. See that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. We need to look that, I'm going to look, we need to right. look that up. Because that's cool to know. All right, man, we'll, we're going to conclude this by saying, I had a fun time, man. Me too. I, we never get to talk. No, our, our characters don't interact really. Like so. I say to somebody, you know, since doing State of Mind, I've gotten closer to so many people. It's just a little bit closer. Right. If I sit here with you for a half hour, an hour, whatever it is, I see you at work now. We're just a little bit closer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the nature of going deep at times, or or having fun, or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's cool. I appreciate that, man. And thank you. I mean, it's great. I know you talk to a lot of people, so it feels like I'm you know, part of the part club. Of the, yeah. It's a club. <laughs> it is a, like, I think this is kind of like a community and, and, uh, you'll see, I tell everybody, but 
nobody wants to believe me, but it's you'll see the love you're gonna get. You'll see. <laughs> I won't even have to tell you. It's 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 amazing, and love them back. Yeah, definitely. All right, brother. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Please be sure to download, subscribe, and leave a review.